Someone just asked me what I would say when, uh, when uh, we gathered back together, and I still have yet to come up with a really good way of saying this, but other than that, it's just, it is just really good to see you. It is really good to see you, and I'm glad that we can gather uh, this morning. And if you're gathering with us online, we want to say welcome to you. Thank you so much for being here as well. Uh, for taking the time to, to gather and as we open God's word and we dive into what he has for us. Um, I pray that today this would be a time where you would encounter God, that you would, that you would be stirred up and have something uh, from, the, from God's word and the worship this morning that would resonate deeply within your soul and that that would change you a little bit even today. And so as we, as we uh, open God's word, uh, we're going to dive back into the book of Psalms. We've been making our way uh, around it. We've been talking about how this is the prayer book of God's people. And so what you see a lot in the book of Psalms is that it is this, um, it is this idea that, that we often, uh, the Psalms are often like man's voice directed to God. God does speak into it, but a lot of it is us pouring out our hearts to God. So it becomes our prayer book. It, it guides us. It shapes us and molds us. And so we've been talking about how there are psalms of thanksgiving. There are psalms of preparation as, as we think about ascending into the presence of God. There's psalms about the Bible and how amazing it is. There's psalms that, that talk about the historical, that we look back on the history of what God has done. And what we've also seen that there's psalms that recognize God as royalty, as the king of kings that he is. And so we've been talking about that, and today we're going to talk about psalms of praise. Okay, these are scattered throughout um, the scriptures. And, and a psalm of praise is really this. It's this recognition of value. It's this recognition of worth. A praise is an acknowledgement, right? To pay homage to, a, a way of, of showing that, that this is what is valuable. In fact, I don't know if you know this or not, but the word praise has the same root word as the words price and prize. Okay, so price, prize, and praise that's it? Yeah, okay. Say that 10 times fast, right? Price, prize, and praise all have the same root. It's about value, okay? So when we praise something, when we, when we do things of praise, it's about uh, recognizing the value of what we are acknowledging. And so, uh, and here's the thing. Human beings are hardwired for praise, okay? We are hardwired for praise, we, have, we, we think about praise all the time. In fact, we, we come up with ways to praise things. We, we, we have award shows, right? There's like 18,000 of them a year, like award shows, right? So we have like TV and drama. We have, we have, we have an entire award ceremony for YouTube. We have, it's a true story, we have like all these different kinds of um, awards. The Nobel Peace Prize, what are they for? They're for praising the, you know, like, uh, the achievements, right? So we, we have all these different award shows. Why? Because we are hardwired because we want to give praise. We want to acknowledge when something is valuable or worthy. In fact, some of our praise and a lot of our praise is going to be involuntary. Um, like if you go to a sporting event and something happens, people simultaneously will stand to their feet and cheer, right? There was no sign telling them that that's what they do. In fact, sometimes it's just in this random moment, something happens and people raise to their feet and they, and they praise. It's like it's getting pulled out of them. We are so hardwired to praise that when we see something, even our involuntary reactions, these things that just kind of 
burst forth out of us is because we're deeply hardwired to praise. We're deeply hardwired to praise. And here's the thing. We can only praise what we know. Okay, that's the big idea for today. We can only praise what we know. You can't praise something that you are unaware of. You can't praise anything that, that, you, that you didn't hear about or didn't know about. So we can only praise what we know. And the reason why we open God's word every week at, at Ignite is because we want you to know God more. We want you to know him because when you know him, you're going to be able to praise him more, more reverently, more, more fervently, more, more passionately. You're going to be able to praise because the more you know God, about God, the more you can praise him for his worthiness. And have you, ever, have you ever experienced praising things, like you were made known of something and then you were like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. I remember when I was in high school, um, this was a, a good long while ago, but I remember being in high school and a movie came out a movie came out that was winning critical acclaim, like it was winning awards. And I, I don't know if you know this about me or not, but, but I have this very contrarian uh, attitude, okay? Um, I do, like if everybody else is doing it, I want to do something else. Um, I've never seen the movie Titanic uh, because everybody told me I had to. Um, and so to this day, I haven't. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't make me. And my life is no less complete, by the way. Um, I, I, you know, people are like, oh, you haven't seen, you can't believe you haven't seen it. I'm like, yeah, and I'm still alive. Isn't that amazing? Right, that's incredible. But there was another movie that came out, actually, the year later, that was winning all these awards, and it was called Life is Beautiful. Okay, this movie is called Life is Beautiful, and it was winning all these awards, and it, but the thing is, it's like, it's in subtitled, and I don't read good, and I'm like, you know what, I, I'm not going to watch this show. I, you know, everybody's like, no, it's incredible. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, but I got to read. Like, that's not why I go to movies. I don't go to movies to read, right? Reading is punishment for me at the time, and, uh, and, and so I didn't want to go to watch this movie, let alone read this movie. But then I was in college and I had to watch it for a, for a class project. I was like, ah, oh, so I got to get this grade, right? So I watched this movie. And I don't know if you know about this movie, but the movie Life is Beautiful is about a man who, uh, it's about his love for his wife and his son and, and the wife's love in return and the, and the son's love, it's a family unit as they navigate their way through a concentration camp during World War II. Incredible movie. Absolutely incredible movie. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that you see it, but don't get the dubbed over version. Read it, okay? It's just better, right? I couldn't help but sing the praises of this movie. Such a powerful, incredible movie that, that I had never seen before, but once I was made aware of it, I couldn't help but stop praising it. It's, it's an incredible, incredible thing. And so what have, you, um, what have you seen or experienced that you just started to sing the praises of it? And so today we're going to be in Psalm 8, which, by the way, is my favorite psalm. I love it. This is my favorite psalm, and I'll tell you why in a, in a bit, why this is my favorite psalm. But this is my favorite psalm, Psalm 8. And in this psalm, we see how God is praised, and we're going to see why he's praised. We're going to see that he's, he's prayed because he is, he's prayed because of what he, uh, his purpose is, and he's praised by what he does. He's this incredible, praising and praiseworthy God. And so we're going to just jump into Psalm. We're going to make our way through the entire nine verses this morning. And so it's going to be Psalm 8, starting in verse 1. And we're going to see the first thing is that God is praiseworthy in his essence. Okay? He's praiseworthy because he is. Verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. 
God is praiseworthy because he is. Okay? His mere existence shows how praiseworthy he is. Just by being, he's worthy of praise. You ever, you ever been to a place that is so majestic and beautiful that you just go, this, just, this is beautiful because it is. God is beautiful. God is our Lord. He's the King of Kings. We talked about this last week, about the meaning of Lord and the royalty that it is with, with God being our Lord. And it says, how majestic is your name in all the earth. How majestic is your name in all the earth? The idea of something being majestic, having majesty, right? It's, it's usually when you think about majesty and something being majestic, it's usually something that's large and it's usually something that's powerful, right? Mountains are majestic. Horses are majestic, right? Like we got all these like, these beautiful, incredible, large, powerful things that are majestic, and God is more majestic than him. He says, how majestic is your name in all of the earth? Today, around all the earth, people are gathered to sing and to worship and to open God's word. His name is majestic. His, his, his being alone is worthy of praise. God is majestic in all of the earth. It says, you've, you've set your glory above the heavens. You've set your glory above the heavens. This idea that God's fame, God's notoriety, God's worth, God's value, God's weight, God's substance is his glory. His glory is above the heavens. His glory is above the heavens. That, that God's essence, God's being is more magnificent than the creatures that are in the heavenly realms. We get a look in this in the, in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 where the prophet Isaiah is given a vision in heaven. He says, I, I looked into heaven and the year that, the, that his king died, he said, I was, I, was, I was brought into this vision of heaven and I looked and I saw the glory of God and, and, and I saw these creatures that were around God and, 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 and while they were flying around him, they covered their faces and they covered their feet and they flew around him and all the while, day and night, they couldn't help but sing, hold Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Day and night in the presence of God, these angelic creatures, which are very impressive, are nothing in compared to God himself. And there's a saying, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. Not when you're in the presence of God. There's nothing too familiar about God. These angels for, for thousands of years, night and day, singing the praises of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. God is praiseworthy in his essence, just in his being alone is majestic. But that's not the only reason he's praiseworthy, although that is a huge reason why he is. It goes on in, in verse 2, where he's praiseworthy in his methods. Verse 2 says this, Out of the mouths of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. I, I love these verses. They're so cool to me. It says, Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you establish strength. There is nothing more helpless in the world than a baby. 
Okay? Babies are completely vulnerable and completely dependent upon other things to keep them alive. Outside entities have to keep them alive. I remember when our kids were young, they were, the very important thing is that when you lay them down in the crib, when they're very, very small, is that you, you lay them down on their back because they can't roll over, right? Because they can't even roll over. You got to keep them safe by how you even lay them down in the bed at night. That's how helpless they are and how completely vulnerable they are. And God says, out of this, out of, out of, the psalmist says, out of the, the most vulnerable things, God establishes strength. God establishes strength out of the most vulnerable of things. God, God has a way of doing this. And I don't know if you know this or not, but God will use babies and God will use infants to totally dismantle people's pride and arrogance and toughness, right? Like, like everything that we hold dear, like you put, a, you put a baby in a man's hands, no matter how tough he is, when nobody's looking, he'll be like, right? You know, like, right? We, we, it totally disarms us and it teaches us about God. It teaches about how he cares for the infant. If we, I've seen this before where, where God will use children and babies and infants to draw people back to the Lord. God often uses the weakest things or what the world can, would consider weak or disposable to accomplish his purposes. That's how strong God is. God can use anything, even the weakest things that we have, in order to accomplish his purposes. He's praiseworthy for that. And why does God do this? To humble his enemies. When I was a young man in high school and in junior high, there was a common phrase about how we could beat somebody up. Okay, we would, we would say, I could beat you with one hand tied behind my back, right? Like that, that's the, the idea of like, I could beat you with one hand tied behind my back. I could beat you with both hands tied behind my back, right? We have this idea that, that I'm so strong, I don't even need all of my faculties to be able to whoop you, okay? Like, or, 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 or you know, like you would, you would uh, play video games and somebody who was really good could pick the weakest character and just dismantle you. God says, I don't need to even exercise all of my authority. I don't even need to leverage the horse and the chariot and the army and the king to change the world. I can do it through infants and babies. God's praiseworthy because he can take things that, are, that, that the world would consider weak and use them to humble even the strongest of person, even the most arrogant of people. And he's praiseworthy not only in his methods and his essence, but he's praiseworthy in his actions. And this is why this, is why this psalm is my favorite, verses three through eight says this, when I looked at, the, at your heavens, the work of the, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to start over because I get ahead of myself because I've memorized it. So I'm going to say it in English this time. Um, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have put in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of, his, of your hands. You have put all things under his feet all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the fields and the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. 
The reason why this psalm is so precious to me is because this is the first time, I remember that when this happened, this is the first time that I've actually had scripture bubble up out of my soul and it would be the response to what I was looking at. Okay? So let me say, like, I'd memorized scripture before. I had seen, I knew what Bible verses, or it says, it says in the Bible, at least I think it does, you know, kind of thing. But this was a moment I was by myself and I had witnessed something. And my audible response was this scripture. It's special to me that way. I was out, uh, my wife and I had been married for a few years, and I was out blowing snow one evening, and I was shoveling off the sidewalks as well, and it was one of those bitter cold nights. It was, it was uh, you know, like, I think it was like 42 below uh, that night. Just, just stupid cold, right? Just dumb. Like, why do we live here cold? Like, that, it was just really, really cold night, but it was still. And, and the thing about really cold nights is often they're clear nights, and so I got done shoveling and I had got frost over my beard and I felt like a man and it was great. And, uh, and then I looked up into the sky after I had turned off the motor and everything was just still. And I looked up at the sky and against the dark sky, there was these brilliant stars that were in sharp, sharp contrast. And I remember looking up at the, up at the night sky and just out loud, involuntarily going, when I consider your heavens, the moon and the stars which you have put in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You've made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, yet clothed him with glory and honor. It was this moment of praise that I had never experienced before. And I think about that. I say, when I consider your heavens, when I look at the cosmos, when I, when I see the vastness of the universe, what is, who am I that you're mindful of me? Who am I that you care for me? I'm not an angel. I'm not, a, I'm not any of these things, and yet you've clothed me with glory and honor. What? Why? And I just remember being just in awe of God's ability to be mindful of me and to care for me. We say all the time, you know, Jesus loves you, right? Sometimes you say that when somebody cuts you off in traffic, right? Well, Jesus loves you, right? Like, but Jesus loves you. And what I love about, uh, about this verse is it kind of goes on to explain a little bit more. That not only does Jesus love you, he cares for you and he cares about you. And he's mindful of you. He's mindful of you. Seven billion plus people in the world, he knows your name, he knows the number of hairs on your head, and he's always aware of you. You ever have to be mindful of something? It doesn't leave your sight. Even when you're talking, your, your mind is always here, right? If you're mindful of something, and God is mindful of you, you never leave his sight. The past four months have been difficult. The past four months, many people have been living alone and you've been away from people that you trust. You've, we've been away from our community. We've been away, from, and some of us are still away from these things. And we go, does anybody even remember me? Am I forgotten by society? Am I forgotten by my friends? Am I forgotten by people around me? And even if all of your friends have forget, forgotten you, which they haven't, but even if they did, God is always mindful of you. 
We can praise him because of his mindfulness, of his carefulness, about what he, how he just takes care of us. God is mindful. God is mindful of us. And then on top of it, on top of it, he gives us ability and freedom to be creative on this earth and to be good craftsmen. That, 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 that there's this ability to do work and to do it well and to have dominion over the land and have dominion over animals and have dominion over these things. Why? So that we can participate in the creative process that God has. We have dignity, value, and worth, and he gives us the keys to the car in some sense where we get to go and do these things, that we get to exercise creativity, that we can make things better, that we can continue to work on these things. God gives us value and worth. He didn't have to, but to show how careful he is and how mindful he is and how good he is, he does these things for us. You can praise him to go, God, I can't believe you would allow me to do this. This is amazing. That he's made us little lower than the heavenly beings and yet we are clothed with glory and honor. That human beings have dignity and value and worth. And we can praise him again. We can praise him again. Verse 9. After all this, you're praiseworthy because you are. You're praiseworthy of how you do things. You're praiseworthy because you're what you do. And I'm just going to praise you again. Verse 9. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. In, in the scriptures, uh, in, the, in the language of the Hebrews, they didn't have exclamation points. They didn't have a way to like going, pay attention to this right? Now exclamation points are just pretty much worthless for us nowadays, but, but it's this idea of like all caps, exclamation, like pay attention. And so what the Hebrew scholars would do and the Hebrew writers of the Bible, they do is they would repeat something. So when you see holy, 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 they're trying to get your attention to pay it to, to the fact that God is holy. And Psalm 8 starts and ends the same way. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. It says, pay attention, pay attention to this. C.S. Lewis, the author of the Chronicles of Narnia and other many famous books, later in life became a follower of Jesus. And later he was, he was ruminating this, and this is a quote from him, and I think it's just so profound. He says, the worst moment of an atheist is when he feels a profound sense of gratitude and has no one to thank. The worst moment for any of us is to have a profound sense of gratitude and have no one to thank. But as the followers of Jesus, we always have someone to thank. And so when you feel this gratitude bubbling up, If you feel this bubbling up, then, then, then we have someone to thank. He's praiseworthy. He's the one who created this. He's the one that allowed us. He's the one that have gathered us together today. So if you're happy to be here, thank the good Lord. 
Thank the Lord that he allows people into your life to encourage you, to help you grow. And if you're here today or you're watching this online and you're going, you know what? Something's bubbling up in me. Something's stirred me. Something's grabbed my heart. Something, my eyes have been opened. My ears have been opened. My heart is ready. I, I, something just happened where you're being drawn in. That is the Lord drawing you to himself. And so respond with praise, respond with thanksgiving, respond with God, help me, God, help me, God, lead me. God, God, let me follow you. I want to praise your name. I want to praise you because just because you exist, I'm so glad God exists. I praise you because the methods by which you do things are good and right and praiseworthy. I praise you because of what you've done and that you're mindful and, care, and you care for me. Thank you, God. What kind of amazing God would care for us? The God of love and the God of the Bible. And so if that's, if that's you today, if you're here today or you're watching this today, and you're like, I want to connect with that. Like, please connect with us. Please connect with us. We want to put a, we're going to have a way for you to connect with us via, via uh, text. Okay, so I want you to text connect to this number. And we want you to fill out. We want you to, we want you to, we want you to, like, we want to follow up with you. And so if you're here today and God's stirring your heart, or you're watching this today and God's stirred your heart, text this number because we want to follow up with you. And text the word connect. Because we want, we want to help you and we want to help you know the God of the Bible more because the more you know God, the more you will praise him. And the more that we all get together and the more we know God, the more we will praise him. And we will do this week after week, month after month, year after year until we get to see him face to face and then we get to know him more fully and we will praise him without any distractions and we will never tire, and we will never get bored. And praise now will change your life for forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for this opportunity to open your word where we get to know you. And Lord, I pray now as we, as we close our time, Lord, I pray that, that you would um, shape us and mold us. God, I pray that we would, we would be able to, um, Lord, that we would be able to sing your praises. And as we behold you, God, I pray that you would change us from the inside out. You are the God who changes lives because you care for us and you're mindful of us. And we thank you and we love you, Lord. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen.